Wait, so you like concerts, podcasts, and music, and you don't listen to concerts that made us podcast? Oh man, you're missing out. You've got to head over there straight away. They have interviews with the best up-and-coming bands, as well as some famous ones thrown in the mix too. And don't even get me started on the concert stories. Oh man, are they wild. That's Concerts That Made Us Podcast. New episodes every Thursday on all podcast players. The podcast you're about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. This is the episode that will be coming out on the 1st of February, 2022. Uh, First thing I want to address, and this may sound kind of weird or whatever, I wanted to just take a quick second to remind everybody, if you are a regular listener, there are now two episodes a week. One thing I've been noticing, I generally don't look at the numbers too much except for the days where I'm setting up the episodes to publish, and my listens per episode is cut in half, so that, I mean, I'm not losing any sleep over it either way, and if you don't like the interview episodes, or if you don't like these ranty episodes, and you do like the interview episodes... Either way, I just want to make sure if you want to hear both, you're aware that both are happening. There's two episodes a week now, Tuesdays and Fridays. And, uh, yeah, so if you want to listen, that's great. If not, hey, I get it. No worries. So what's going on this week? Well, to start with, there is a protest. There's a lot more of the, you know, same old shit kicking along with the new normal of dealing with all the COVID restrictions and other bullshit and life's going on as it is and... We're getting closer to that socialist paradise so many people want because we're seeing more and more empty shelves in the stores and the supply chain issues still exist. Frankly, things aren't really getting all that much better, but there is some signs of hope, and we're going to talk about a couple of them. The first thing is there is a protest, and there's a protest that is holy shit. Now, it's not getting a ton of coverage here in the States, but the Canadian truckers are protesting, and they have gotten literally thousands of semi-trucks and they are driving down to the capital of Canada to protest the vaccine mandates and the mandates for truckers and the mandates for crossing the borders and a lot of other stuff because they feel that the government is overreaching its authority by mandating these things, by forcing them to have to ingest something or put something in their body to continue doing their jobs. And As far as that goes, I'm inclined to agree with it. Now, again, I really don't have a lot of patience for political parties on either side and either ideologies. But at this point, a lot of people said, Aaron, you're always talking about the left on your show. Well, here's the thing. The right's pretty much keeping quiet right now and being, you know, they're not nearly as self-righteous and preachy about things as the left is at the moment. And... I generally, I don't align with either side. And if you're listening to me for any kind of regular, as a regular listener, you know that. If you're a new listener, there's a whole lot of material out there at this point you can go check out to find out exactly where I am if you're interested. But the end of the day is, 
I believe in personal liberty, personal rights, personal responsibility. I believe in small government. I believe this is a fucking ridiculous state we're living in these days. We've gotten so far away from the ideals this country was founded on and on what I think should be basic human rights. And that's the long and the short of it. Now, my beef with the ultra-liberal side of things, the far-left side, the and I'm, I don't have, I have friends that are liberals, I have friends that are conservatives, I have a problem with extremists on both ends. And the problem with the extremists is they're the smallest percentage of people. They also have the loudest noise. I'm not going to say the loudest voice because they're not using a voice. They're making a racket. They're making a din. And that is actually part of what's going on with this trucker protest with thousands and thousands of truckers is they're making a din too. They're honking their horns. And that's one of the things that's really got me kind of irritated with the far left side right now because a lot of people that I know have these extremist left tendencies are you know all over social media complaining about the truck drivers complaining about the noise they're making saying this is ridiculous and it's because it's inconveniencing them and they're having to hear it and they're having to deal with it and these truckers are not driving their routes they're driving in protest they're stopping they're parking they're filling up parking lots and truck stops all over the place and they are making a lot of racket. They are laying on those air horns in in protest. It's not like they're doing it just to be random dicks. Meanwhile, everyone who, and I don't even want to say it's liberals. It's based on the content creators I have seen through social media over the last couple of days. It is the left-leaning side of things. But realistically, anybody that's right-leaning that falls under this umbrella of you still need to do what they say and follow these mandates and follow these orders and you don't have a choice if you want to be functioning. I'm I'm sick of this narrative. A lot of people are sick of this narrative. It is utterly ridiculous that we are still having to have these conversations, but we are. The simple fact of the matter is I have a problem with the way this is being handled by everybody who is a fucking statist right now. Everybody who says... Big Daddy government needs to tell us how to live our lives and what to do and how to think and what should be done and what is okay. These are not some divine source of properness. They are not somehow better than anyone else or able to better decide what is good for everyone. They are a bunch of fallible, corrupt human fucking beings. And it's finally starting to get to the point where people are starting to hold, try and hold them accountable. That's what these truck drivers are doing. And... I have seen cries of this is a racist thing. This is this is you know spreading disinformation, which we'll touch on more further later. But the problem I have with this is, yeah, th- there are literally thousands of people involved in this protest. Some of them, I'm sure, probably have a really shitty outlook on life. I'm sure there are probably some racists in there. There's probably people that I don't agree with on any major significant issues. There's probably people in there that I couldn't stand if I met them personally. There's probably some people in there whose general approaches toward life would lead me to want to do really bad, violent things to them. But here's the problem with these people who are out here screaming about how this is a racist protest. It's not. I When I first started seeing all these accusations of this is a you know white supremacist movement and all this other shit, And I looked at it, and looking at it objectively on the surface, they're not asking for anything related in any way, shape, or form to race. The avowed purpose of this protest has nothing to do with fucking race. So other than just the knee-jerk reaction of, you don't agree with me, therefore you are a racist, 
I got curious and I wanted to look into it and I decided to try and find out and I did a little digging. Why are people saying this is a racist thing when it's about mandates, when it's about government overreach? The avowed and stated purpose of this protest is mandates and government overreach. Nothing about that is ethnically or racially or any other kind of bias. It is a simple issue with a simple stated reason for why it's happening. Because of government overreach. Because of mandates that should not be allowable. Why are people saying it's a racist protest? So, I did some digging. Some of the people that have their names on things as organizers of this have sketchy pasts. They have affiliations with organizations that are not great. And in some cases are flat out fucking evil. It doesn't change what the protest is about. You can dislike people without automatically attaching their message to what is the stated purpose behind something. Not every fucking truck driver in this protest is a white supremacist. A lot of them aren't fucking white. And some of the things are definitely getting a media spin put on them. Like, there was a statement made by one of the truckers who has an, a stance that is anti-Islamic politics. Now, this guy's avowed statement and sworn, like publicly made statement was he's fine with people prom practicing Islam in the terms of their religion and in their own private lives, but he does not want to see laws based off of Islamic law. That's not an unreasonable expectation if you are living in a country that is not a Shira law country. That doesn't make you racist. That means you don't want to have to be ruled by someone else's doctrine. You're perfectly willing to let them practice their own beliefs in private, but you do not want to be subjected to their beliefs. That's not racist. And yes, there are some ignorant white supremacist group motherfuckers that are involved in this in this rally and in some of the organization. And got to give them credit. Sometimes hate groups know how to organize. I'm not saying they're a good thing. These fuckheads all need to grow up and get on the big kid bus and realize that that's stupid, shitty stuff to be hung up on. I'm never going to say racism's okay. It's not. It's fucking dumb. That does not make everything they're involved in automatically racist. Just because a racist goes to your church does not mean you attend a racist church. Just because a racist is employed by the same company you're employed by does not make it a racist company. It makes that a racist individual. But in the typical fashion of the current mass media and the people whose entire battle cry is, I can't defend the logic behind my statement, so I'm going to start making personal attacks. No, one person that has a shitty outlook on life, being involved in something automatically makes it whatever that one person's shitty beliefs are. The two are not necessarily inclusive of each other. You can think that the government's overreaching their bounds because they fucking are. You can be opposed to vaccine mandates because, in this case, A, it's not a fucking vaccine. Nothing involving the coronavirus is a fucking vaccine. It doesn't exist as a vaccine. They changed the definition of vaccine to make this fit. So you can be opposed to the jab without being supportive of these assholes that are like, oh, hey, let's be racist shitheads. No, let's not be racist shitheads. Uh, does not mean I don't agree with the fact that the government needs to mind their fucking business. 
And if you're one of those people out here stumping about how you need to get this vaccine, even though it doesn't fucking work, it doesn't prevent you from spreading the virus, it doesn't stop you from catching the virus, the two you know, keys to being a vaccine is preventing and stopping the spread. This does neither of which. If it's something that only directly impacts yourself, your reaction to getting this virus, then realistically, the government has no right to force you to take it. And if you are, if you believe in body, bodily autonomy, if you believe that there is a right to choose when it comes to matters of birth control and women's reproductive rights, if you believe in those rights, you have no right to start screaming about you have to get this put into your body. If you believe you have a say over what comes out of it, that means other people have a say over what goes into theirs. I really don't care how you feel about it. That's just fair. And the people that are constantly screaming about not fair, not fair, not fair are the ones that don't seem to get that. Fair does not pertain to just because you to fair doesn't mean you get your way and everybody else has to accommodate you. Fair means everybody gets the same fucking treatment. That's the definition of the word. It's not controversial. It's not some hot take. It's a fucking definition. Get a dictionary. Go to MiriamWebster.com. Look that shit up. It's real fucking cut and dry. There's not shades of fair. There's not levels of fairness. Something's either fair or it isn't. Yeah, anyway, so that's the, the playbook now. The media is underreporting the amount of people that are actually involved in this protest. They're trying to make it seem like... If you look at every picture that's being shown on any of the news reports or any of the media outlet posts to social media accounts, it's a few trucks in front of a building. It's a few trucks in a parking lot. They're really underreporting this. There are literally, I mean, there may be tens of thousands. I know there are thousands of trucks involved in this. They're blocking off, blocking up highways in like downtown Ontario, and just it's fucking ridiculous. And then to cap that off. The prime minister, conveniently enough, announces like Sunday night that, oh, yeah, I'll be working from home this week. I tested positive for covid. So the day where all these truckers show up to hold him accountable for his bullshit and deliver the letter that's basically saying we the truckers are not doing shit else until you stop this overreach crap. And the thing is, like, there's different truckers organizations in there, and there's a couple in Canada that have come out and said, we don't endorse this, we don't support this stoppage. But I did a little digging on them, too, and they are definitely not the majority of truckers. They're in, in organizations that have a couple thousand members tops between the, the, like, two or three organizations that have issued statements at this point. So they're really trying to downplay it in the public eye. And there are reasons for that, I'm sure. And the conspiracy-minded part of me goes, the reason they're downplaying it is because, unfortunately for a lot of people right now, shit like this is contagious. If it has the impact of getting the Canadian government to roll back their vaccine mandates and their restrictions and to end their lockdowns and all the other stuff they are attempting to accomplish, and this is exactly how you do it from a strategic standpoint. You shut down the lifeblood, particularly in a country like Canada where you're in the winter and everything has to be shipped. There are not a lot of active places to get products in there. But besides the point, even going beyond the groceries and things like that that could be produced domestically, 
if the transportation is shut down, if the lifeblood of the country stops flowing, that's when these people are going to have to sit up and take notes, and they're going to have to get off the pot and do what these people are demanding of them. They're holding them accountable and saying, we don't approve of what you're doing, and you can't do this shit without our consent. That idea catches on. If it works there, it can work here. If it catches on and it starts spreading, that's going to be a bad way for a lot of politicians. There's going to be a, people are going to be held accountable. This shit is either going to come to a halt or things are going to go really off the rails. Personally, I hope it works. I hope it comes to a halt. I hope people start realizing what a crock of shit we've all been fed and we get back to normal. Normal is never going to be done through compliance. Normal is never going to come back if you just listen harder and you just follow the rules better. Now, if you have adjusted to the new normal and you like aspects of it, if you like wearing a mask everywhere you go in public, so more power to you. I personally, I don't really care for them, but I will wear them if I have a cough or whatever because, you know, it's just polite. And honestly, I don't support the mandates. I don't agree with saying you have to do it. I don't agree with the mandated vaccinations. Again, like I said, it's not a vaccine. This mandated jab, I don't agree with it. I, and I'm saying that as someone who has been vaccinated. I've been jabbed. I'm not happy about it. But it was, you know, a case of do this to keep your job due to what should fundamentally be an illegal mandate put in place by the jelly-filled fat motherfucker of a governor in the state. And uh, I loathe him, and I have no problem saying that publicly. Uh, I really, emergency powers, an emergency doesn't last two years. After two years, it's no longer deemed a fucking emergency. These political shitheads need to really check themselves. People are getting fed up. Shit has to change. They can't just keep kicking along going, let's see how far we can push them before they snap. Because when it does happen, and it's going to, I'm not a doomsayer. I'm not a huge, like, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. But people will only tolerate so much shit. Right now, they're just getting a metric for how much shit people will take. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that want to be told what to do. They want to be controlled and led. But they are not as many of them as they think there are. They're just the loudest. And sooner or later, the ones that aren't making a lot of racket are going to speak up and it's, I just hope it ends well. I really do. So that's the Canadian trucker protest. We're going to take a break here so I can stick in an ad. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about another case of, uh, let's say, statist and ridiculous bullshit bootlicking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so thanks for listening to that. Uh, it, I know it's kind of a nuisance, but it's not much, but it helps defer a little bit of my expenses. So thank you for your patience. If you have a problem with the ads, you know where the fast-forward button is. But anyway, so the second thing I want to talk about t tonight is 
something that when I actually read it, I really couldn't. I mean, I could believe it, but at the same time, I was it made me laugh. I, like I literally laughed out loud. Um, over the course of the last few days, Neil Young, who I have never particularly cared for, I'm just going to get that out up front. I've never really thought he was worth a fuck. I mean, he has like one or two good songs, and beyond that, I don't see why people give a shit about him. He's whiny. He's annoying. He's just this grimy, overrated sack of shit from the 60s. And, you know, him and his cohorts, they used to be this anti-establishment. We're going to be, we're the rebels. We're keep on rocking in the free world, man. This puling fuck goes to Spotify and says, you know what? I want you to, you either pull my, my catalog or you shut down Joe Rogan. He's spreading anti-vax misinformation. Now, the first thing is, I don't know where in Neil Young's mind he re- thought that was going to be any kind of fucking leverage. Just pulled on some loose statistics. I don't remember the exact numbers. Uh, but Neil Young's catalog, his which <laughs> it's cringy just to say catalog in my mind, but the selection of Neil Young's music on Spotify accounted for approximately 4 million downloads a month. That's Neil's weight in this argument. The Joe Rogan podcast comes in between 6 and 7 million streams per episode. It's an insanely different level of clout. Now, whatever in Neil Young's mind made him feel like, I need to stay relevant, people are going to value my opinion. Nope, he's made that you know, mandate that edict to Spotify. And they said, well, all right. And they started pulling his catalog, like immediately. I don't give a shit. And to be honest, the vast majority of people I know don't give a shit. And I don't necessarily completely condone Spotify. I mean, I'm on Spotify as a platform, not that I have a huge audience or anything, but it is another option out there. I mean, it's not it's not even the preferred op- option in my book for people to go to to listen to me. I you know, as long as I'm doing this, I'm going to throw out a plug. Good Pods. It's an app. It works on all mobile devices, iPads, iPhones, Android phones. It it has a social aspect. You can see what your friends are listening to. You can rate stuff. You can leave reviews, and it's a great pop platform for listening to podcasts. Uh, they don't have a desktop application yet, but I've and I've mentioned them before. Good Pods is a good program. It's a good service. That is my preferred. Like, hey, if you're gonna leave me a review or whatever, I'll see it if you put it there. I like. I almost never look at iTunes, so people are always saying, "Hey, review me on iTunes." And iTunes is a huge platform for podcasts. If you review me on iTunes, I might find out about it because I check it like quarterly. I I I won't know. <laughs> It's really the least preferred way to get back to me. And every other platform out there, is, yes, I, I have thing notifications set up and stuff like that. But realistically, if you want to get a hold of me, the best way to do it is either through my website or through Good Pods. And that's my little take on that. But, yeah, so back to the Spotify thing. And so Neil Young says you can have Rogan or you can have Young, but you can't have both. And Spotify made their pick, and they made a pick that – to anybody who understands how business works, who anybody who understands how things like, say, I'm invested $100 million into this guy's exclusive rights to his show to 
some other guy who really doesn't move the needle very much on your platform and who doesn't really you know return any money to you because let's be honest anybody that's a huge neil young fan who this is like a make or break kind of decision for probably doesn't know how to use a fucking app unless their kids showed them how to do it you get to the, like the gen x and the millennials like people my age we all thought neil young was fucking dead <laughs> i mean i know i did when i when i heard about this shit i was like holy fuck he's still alive and then he, Neil Young starts getting support from other artists on Twitter and wherever else that old fucks go to communicate with each other. And it's a whole bunch of other irrelevant fucks that I thought were dead. Like David Crosby. I don't know how the fuck David Crosby isn't dead. That motherfucker should have type 4 diabetes because he's bigger around than he is tall. And he's old as fuck. I don't know how he's still alive. I don't know who showed him how to use a smartphone so he could put a tweet up. Oh, fuck that guy. Who cares what he thinks? Oh, we support you, brother. Fuck you. And you've got all these other dinosaurs coming out of the woodwork, people who haven't had a hit in three or four decades. Oh, we support you, brother. And people are talking shit like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to pull my catalog off of Spotify, too. I don't know what I'll do without that extra $3 a month. Well, motherfucker, if you were relevant, you'd be getting a bigger check than that. I know people that are unsigned artists that have music on Spotify that are making more than $3 a month. So if that is a legitimate factual statement and you're trying to trash Spotify for being shitty to their artists, and, you know, for the record, they are, they could definitely be a little more generous with disbursement of funds. But if you were seriously a established proven artist that had record contracts and all this other shit and had a career and toured and you instead of just going gracefully into your fucking golden years you decided to pipe up and try and pretend like you're still fucking relevant and you're only getting three dollars a month you might be a little irrelevant just saying you know just putting that out there when you know you got some unsigned jackass on the south side of chicago that's a soundcloud rapper that streams his shit through spotify and he's getting 15 dollars a month you might be a fucking mook i'm sorry well wait i'm not sorry i'm really not and now to address the other thing about this the joe rogan experience the world's biggest and most profitable podcast and thing a lot of people point to when they when they think of podcasts they think Joe Rogan because that is the one everybody fucking knows now personally I really I've listened to a couple episodes maybe and I don't think I've listened to a single episode all the way through this motherfucker his shows are long I like supporting indie podcasts I like listening to other people that are doing this because it's something they enjoy, not because it's their job. And more power to them. If somebody offered me a reasonable salary, something that was going to top what I make now and allow me to live comfortably and take care of my wife and my family and had benefits and I was going to be established to do this show every, every... Shit, I would do it daily. I would do it live. I would do it like a radio program. I would do whatever they wanted to. I, I enjoy... I do this because I enjoy it. If somebody wanted to pay me to do it and it was enough to live on, that would be the icing on the cake. I don't see that happening anytime soon, with, particularly with the whole thing I mentioned at the beginning of the episode with my numbers looking like they're dwindling. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I don't care if it goes down to single-digit listens. I'm still going to do it because I still enjoy it, and I still like screaming into the void, which is kind of how I feel about this show some days. Uh, so that's also your cue to get the audience interaction up. Talk to me. Reach out to me. Interact. Go to the website. Sign up. 
make suggestions, leave comments, and talk to each other. I'm, I'm thinking about putting a discussion board on the website, but I feel like that's kind of redundant since there is a Discord server that nobody uses, and there is all the other social media accounts that nobody interacts with. So, And I'm not trying to whine or bitch or be complaining. I'm just saying it's it's another step. It's more work for me, and I don't... If somebody tells me they want to see it, I'll do it. But at the moment, I don't see the demand, and you don't supply products that there is not a demand for. It's kind of the first rule of business, you know? But anyway, back to Joe Rogan. Rogan is getting a lot of hate, and there's a lot of people on the different social media platforms that are echoing this basically ignorant shit coming out of Neil Young's mouth and out of a lot of the establishment that is saying Rogan's spreading misinformation and Rogan's doing this and Rogan's doing that. Nobody goes to Joe fucking Rogan, you know, the guy who hosted Fear Factor, the stand-up comedian who has a world-famous podcast. Nobody's going to him for medical advice. He has said repeatedly he's not a fucking doctor. What he does, though, is he is completely and utterly transparent. He is completely honest about I don't know shit about this. I have people on my show that I feel are interesting and that have things that I want to hear and that know more than me about a subject that I'm willing to listen. And then Joe Rogan does something that is really lacking nowadays. Joe Rogan listens to these people, takes what they say under consideration, and if it's well presented or if it makes sense, he adjusts his position and his thoughts and his stance. And he is utterly transparent about it and he is you know, courteous to his guests. He's polite. He's not a confrontational jackass. He sits there and he listens and he asks questions. And to his credit, some of his questions are pretty on fucking point. I mean, he's goofy as fuck. And there are a lot of jokes about him. And those jokes exist for a fucking reason. And his, and his, without going off on a whole different tangent, but his approach towards certain things, I don't necessarily agree with. But at the end of the day, his approach to having guests on his show, he's never walking around claiming he's an expert. He only speaks to his experiences and his knowledge, and then he brings on people that know more than him to learn more. And he is completely forthright about it. He is he says flat out, I'm not the expert, I'm not this, I'm not that. Here's this person, here's what they think, here's their credentials. It's not like he's having the fucking homeless guy with the shoe tied to his head that's out in the front yard screaming to the pigeons, coming in and telling him things about medical treatments. He's not out here saying, yeah, I heard from my cousin's third sister's wife that if you go out in the woods under a full moon and you drink a cup of horse piss, you're going to fucking, you know, be safe from every bacteria known to man. That's not the shit he's doing. That's how they're trying to portray his approach to things. And me, I'm the kind of person that looks at reasons behind things. I like to look at people's motivations. Why is every major platform and every major media outlet pushing this narrative that Joe Rogan's disseminating misinformation because his approach towards things and his popularity are a direct threat to them. The people that are Joe Rogan fans don't give a shit what the mass media says. The people that are Joe Rogan fans, the people that make him the most downloaded podcast on the planet don't give a fuck what all these other people are saying. 
They don't. They don't listen to him because they're concerned with what the the accepted narrative is. They don't listen to him because they're worried about getting the same shit echoed back to him that they're already hearing from everybody else. They listen to him because they like his approach. I, like I said, I don't listen to the guy's show on anything resembling a regular basis other than clips here and there and, you know, interview excerpts and things like that. But based on every interaction I've seen him have with his guests, the way he does things, I, I approve of it. I like the way Rogan handles himself when he's dealing with his guests. He has on people that are experts in their subject matter. He, If they have credentials, he explains their credentials. He explains why they are on this show talking. He doesn't just say, look, you need to trust me that this is the guy. He doesn't say, you need to be unquestioning and unwavering in your acceptance of what I say. And then... He has time and again just dismantled this ridiculous narratives that are being thrown at him. He doesn't just lay down and say, oh, well, you're here because so-and-so says you're the expert. He, He puts the same treatment to everybody. And when he's attacked, he attacks back. I respect that, too. When the mainstream media was sitting there telling people that Joe Rogan was on horse dewormer because he was taking an established medicine that existed and it was in a established medicine that was prepared in a dose for a human it was a human level grade of medicine when he was taking ivermectin because he got COVID-19 now the media starts talking about how he's taking horse dewormer and all these people who don't have access to doctors who are willing to give them human-based ivermectin start doing desperate things because they're trying to get something that is being denied them by the establishment, you know, not for any real reasons other than profit from what I can tell. And, and that's not trying to say any bullshit. Pfizer, Moderna, there are plenty of sources out there. If you want to know where all this money's going, they are, they're getting guaranteed checks from the government. Everybody's going, Oh, well the vaccine's free. No, it's fucking not. You assholes don't get this. If you're a real staunch, you need to go get the jab person, I want you to stop and and just acknowledge this fact. They're not free. These companies have zero altruism in their existence. They are not doing anything for the benefit of mankind or for the betterment of mankind. Their profit margins have skyrocketed to record levels. They have made more money from this pandemic than they have any business making and it's not free it's coming at the expense of you and me and everyone else who's paying taxes the politicians who make these deals the ones who sold their stock and bought stock based on their information on how these mandates are going to be the ones who stand to lose money if this gravy train stops not that they're actually going to lose any money they already have but they're going to lose future profits unactualized returns future gains That's what you have to look at when you're looking at why are these things still being pushed? Why are we being told we have to get a shot that we're being told doesn't fucking work? And the narrative keeps changing, and I accept that because science changes. But the people that are pushing this, it has to be accepted with blind faith. The ones that are saying they're going to cancel their Spotify accounts, there are literally, it's trending as a hashtag on, on social networking right now, delete Spotify. I'm willing to guarantee that the vast majority of the people that are tagging delete Spotify have free accounts. They're not subscribers. (laughs) And yes, Spotify will lose some advertising revenue, 
they're not going to lose subscriptions. I mean, they, they, I'm sure they will lose some subscriptions too, but realistically, it's it's utterly ridiculous. And the same people that are saying Joe Rogan needs to be silenced, Spotify needs to take him down, and blah, 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 they're calling for censorship. They're saying he's spreading misinformation when all he's actually doing is allowing a platform to people that are better qualified than him to make these statements to come out and get their side of things out. And he's even said, I will have people with opposing views on my show. It's not an issue for him. He's more than willing to take on... He has interviewed people that he didn't agree with, and he came away saying, well, you know what, maybe you got some valid points. I've had people point that out to me when I was criticizing Joe Rogan. And I I may not be a fan, but I am a fair person. I will, if nothing else, allow people to present their case as long as they can do it in a logical and meaningful way without resorting to name-calling and without resorting to, you have to believe this because I said so. If you can meet those two qualifications, I will give you a chance to prevent your, your case. I'm not necessarily going to agree with you. I'm not going to tell you you're right just to make you feel better. I'm not going to change my beliefs just because you got your two pennies out. I've had to deal with more than one person who seemed to think as soon as they were done explaining to me how great they were and how much they knew that I was just going to automatically kiss their ass and tell them they're right. And then when I tell them, well, I still don't agree with you, they're like, oh, well, thanks for wasting my time. Motherfucker, you wasted my time just as much as I wasted yours. That's how a conversation works. It's not, oh, well, now I'm going to change my thoughts to what you said. You win. That's the only way it's not a waste of time is if I all of a sudden decide you're somehow right. Eh, get fucked. If you want to come after me with that kind of attitude, don't waste my time. Keep it to yourself. If you think the only way a conversation can have any worth or meaning is if you win, you're a fucking idiot. I don't have time for you. And speaking of time, coming up on around that usual mark where I like to wrap it up. So, uh, like I said, check out the socials, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter. Oh, speaking of the newsletter, just as a reminder for everyone who's like, hey, I didn't get the newsletter. I said the first Monday of every month. This month, it happens to be that the first falls on a Tuesday, so it will be coming out this coming Monday. So if you happen to hear this episode, I still don't have any contributions for the listener contribution section of the newsletter, so I am taking contributions up until about Saturday. So that being said, be good to each other, take care of each other, do better, be better, and that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback, and if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback, I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I had to say it. Podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.